This is Sashwat Sahu, and I have with me Julia Shouten from Hong Kong. And together, we'll be talking to two of the experts in the crypto space. Sandy Peng is a partner at Fission Capital. She's an expert in the crypto space. Jack Liu is really one of the most creative people you're likely to come across in the crypto space. And we'd love to understand what is the future looking like for the crypto ecosystem in 2021 and beyond. Going forward, part of my attention this year, 2021, is going to be focusing on building a layer two solution that helps smooth the transition to kind of solve the gas fee problem on the Ethereum network, which is a major pain point as anyone who has tried the DeFi ecosystem before knows that gas fee is at a point that makes smaller investors impossible to participate. It's become prohibitively high. There are some brilliant layer two solution providers out there. And I think what the project I'm helping is going to be one of them called Stroll that uses a ZK rollup solution to hopefully move a lot of the people and the infrastructure onto layer two. And that's before Ethereum 2.1 comes in. I think during this time frame, this is the most important and exciting thing happening in Ethereum. That's brilliant. Thank you very much, Sandy. So Jack, you're a creator at RelayX. Yes, I'm Jack. RelayX is a browser wallet decentralized trading platform built on top of Bitcoin SV. And that's considered by the mainstream crypto community as a branch of Bitcoin. But really what we think of it as the original foundation of Bitcoin is much more than just a digital gold or an investment vehicle for institutions or for individuals. But we think of Bitcoin as a fundamental rebuilding and redo of the entire internet. So I look at it as a new internet. And the reason why the internet is missing this functionality is causing a whole lot of societal problems from fake news to deplatforming to now you have people being deplatformed for the investment choices that they make. One of the reasons why we've seen a proliferation of all these different blockchains is because no chain up to now can scale. And fundamentally, I think scalability is going to be a big breakthrough. It was a breakthrough that was invented in 2008. People have not really given it much thought. You know, all these different variations of use cases Sandy mentioned from DeFi to NFT. NFTs, to everything else, there's going to be so much more. One thing that you can notice in the crypto history is that the cycles never repeat. Every single new cycle is a new theme. In 2017 was ICOs, in 2021 is DeFi. So I don't think in 2025 it's still DeFi. But a common trend is that the individual is getting more empowerment, more choice, more freedom. That will continue. DeFi is a classic example of people, traders coming in to provide liquidity so that people can have access to lending and borrowing in a way that traditional C5 was not offering them. You can think of that emerging for every other internet vehicle, like eBay can be rebuilt on Bitcoin. So that can replace all of e-commerce. That will be like a decentralized e-commerce type of platform. You'll see that for content, for social media, for everything like that. So I think that's the next 12 months. That's amazing. So how about a single sentence that would sum up how you see the next 12 months? Looking forward for the next 12 months, I think utility more so than speculation is the name of the game. For this cryptocurrency bubble to sustain, we have to see utility emerge. One thing that I think is fairly certain is that this year we'll see more and more institutional adoption from the rest of the world at XUS. So in the last year or so, we've seen like replicates of the existing financial infrastructure on the blockchain. But for the next 12 months, I think we'll see completely unseen models, like models that didn't exist in traditional finance and people wouldn't even know how to evaluate them or how to look at them. What do you think private and public cryptocurrencies and exchanges will shape out in 2021 and beyond? From the time 
I got into Bitcoin, I've never been a believer in private blockchains. I think that's more of a uh, test net for companies to experiment with, thinking that there's a role there. But eventually it all comes over to public blockchains. One of the attractions to private blockchains is this idea that public blockchains are anonymous or they cannot scale. So therefore you need to have some control and have a private blockchain. I think both those things are false. Public blockchains are traceable. Bitcoin is traceable and it is very welcoming to enterprise adoption. I don't think we'll see that this year, but I do think a lot of companies are going to experiment, but eventually those private experiments are going to come onto the public blockchain. Private blockchains are against all the things that cryptos should be. It kind of defeats a lot of the purposes of having a blockchain network at all. It makes sense as an intermediary solution for a lot of institutions who are just dipping their toe into this area. I think that the private blockchain sector will continue for a long time, but ultimately, I hopefully these institutions will see that using a public blockchain is still the best way forward. Good to talk to you both, Sandy and Jack. 